Welcome to TriCatch, a podcast on anything application development related brought to you by EI2. I'm Stacy Kozacek, a business analyst here at Farm Credit Services of America. My guests today are Denise Gorley-Case, who is a member of our organizational development and learning team and has a passion for employee engagement and promoting inclusivity, and Bianca Jefferson, a UX designer with a background in psychology and statistics. In this episode, we talk about diversity and inclusion, what these things are and what they mean to us, the benefits of diversity and inclusion in the workplace, and a glimpse at inclusivity here in our environment. Listen in. So we're here today to talk about diversity and inclusion here at Farm Credit Services of America. And basically, we want to talk about what diversity is and what benefits there are and maybe what we're doing today to make our, our floor more diverse. I would say personally, I'm hard pressed to work with somebody that's different from me and not learn from them. Mm-hmm. And I think that most people would say that diversity adds value, but they don't necessarily understand why. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be good to just kind of talk about what are these benefits that you may not, like maybe subconsciously realize that, but you haven't thought about before. So to start with, I want to talk about like what diversity is. So I've got a definition here. So I'll give the definition and then maybe we can talk about what it means to us. The Society for Human Resource Management defines diversity as the collective mixture of differences and similarities that include, for example, individual and organizational characteristics, values, beliefs, experiments, backgrounds, preferences, and behaviors. So it can be things like visible diversity items. So your skin color, your um, your gender identity, your race, your age, your body type. And then it can include traits that you wouldn't necessarily be able to see if you just looked at a person like sexual orientation, religion, economic status, education, whether or not you're a parent, things like that. So that's what diversity is. Anything you guys want to add or what it means to you? Yeah, I think some of, sometimes when we talk about diversity, surface level diversity is what comes up first. So how you look or what the characteristics that are instantly visible, but surface level diversity is important when we're talking about the experiences that folks have, right? They might have had certain experiences because of what they look like, sure. um, but it's also really important to understand the experiences that people have. So those, those deep level diversity characteristics. So have I experienced um, other cultures have, do I know what it means to be a parent? Do I know what it means to like spicy food? Like just all of these, all of these things that make us so different and unique, but still part of the the human experience. I believe that you both captured it really well. The only thing that I would add is that diversity would be the intersection of all of the identities that we carry with us. And whether those are those things that are visible or invisible, and whether it's the era that we grew up in, our family structure, the location, our That's own great. neurodiversity, mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's a lot of aspects to it. And we have to consider that each and every individual has a unique intersection of all of those parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's diversity, but you hear that about diversity and inclusion being talked about kind of together, but they're mm-hmm. not necessarily the same thing. So inclusion, with going back to a definition here, they're closely related. It's closely related to diversity, but it's a separate concept Inclusion is the achievement of work environment in which all individuals are treated fairly and respectfully. 
have equal access to opportunities and resources and can fully contribute to the organization's success. So it's not just that we have a bunch of people that are different, but they are um, actually included here. How would you like to expand on that? Yeah, I think that inclusion refers to both the active process to include and the kind of experience to feel included. And that's what's unique about inclusion. And it's about creating those spaces and places where people who are naturally different from each other can be true to themselves and belong and bring their unique selves to work and feel appreciated and not have to hide or mask who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you defined it as an active process because it is. It's not something that you can sit and just hope to happen around you. That's something that you have to make happen. We all want to be valued for the people that we are. And so seeing that appreciation, seeing that celebration from other people is is really important. It's the behaviors. Mm-hmm. That's what it really is. It's not an initiative to be an inclusive culture. It's it's our behaviors to each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you can't just say, okay, now we're inclusive. And exactly. <laughs> snap our fingers and we're, right. we're inclusive now. Yeah, yeah. So we practice that sense of belonging with each other. And yeah. we, we really look at each other. I think we're, we're very conscientious of that in our organization. Right. So yeah, Denise, you just uh, jumped on to belong- belonging, which was the next thing I was going to talk about. So it's a, that's more the feeling of security and support that you have, that you're at a place where you truly are accepted and feel included and have an identity in which other people can respect and value. I think that when we can bring our authentic selves to work, we can feel valued and safe. We're willing to take risks and innovate. We don't spend a lot of energy masking who we are in order to fit in. We spend our energy on performance, creativity, innovation, and shining at work. Yeah, I forgot what the statistic is, but um, I was lucky enough to go to GitConf a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, there was a, a woman who presented um, the concept of covering at work, and she said it's it's a high number of people that tend to cover some identity of theirs at work, which makes them feel like they don't belong. And when you feel like you don't belong, you know, to your point, Denise, you can't bring your your whole authentic self and and share all of the gifts and skills and talents that you have with other people and and, and to the role that you have. So belonging is important, not only for your own personal, you know, emotional, physical, mental well-being, but it's it's important for, you know, how you live out your day. Going to work every day and not being yourself is exhausting for mm-hmm. one thing. Like you, you can't continue to to mask yourself and truly feel like you belong. So mm-hmm. that's a really good point. I believe performance is reduced mm-hmm. by 30% because of masking mm-hmm. and covering who you are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So and on the flip side of that, there's um you get better results when you do have diverse teams too. Mm-hmm. So um, a stat here that I have here is that diverse teams produce 33% higher um, than industry means. So basically, returns rise when you have people working at your company that represent vast arrays of values. Mm-hmm. And when you bring different talents together and you're working towards a common goal, people have different ideas. You get different perspectives that if you all had that same mindset you'd have you jump into group think which doesn't now maybe you'd get to the finish line a little bit faster Mm -hmm. but your results are going to be poorer too yeah diversity allows you to work with a more complete set of data 
you're not just going towards the same things that you've always done, right? You're you're exploring new opportunities. You're going into new spaces. You're using um, other people's diverse experiences and, and diverse pasts to inform how you can go forward in the future. Um, so the the story I like to tell, um, at least about experiential um, diversity, is um, if you think about where you keep your ketchup, you might keep it in the refrigerator. Um, so if I asked you, okay, you're out of ketchup what would you use for French fries to what as a replacement for ketchup? Um, and you might think, Oh, barbecue sauce or yep. mustard ranch. or ranch. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Midwest. Of right. course, ranch. ranch. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, but if you have someone who keeps their ketchup in the cupboard, they might go to malt vinegar or they might go to a certain spice that they really love. Mm. So you have a more complete um, solution set to work with where maybe barbecue sauce is not the, the, air quotes, right way to to season your French fries, right? Or to, to add a little bit of zing to your fries. You know, maybe it is malt vinegar. Maybe it's paprika. Maybe it's something else. But you're working with a more complete set of information to make the best decision for the problem you're trying to solve. The value of diversity as well is if you imagine being a farmer and planting only one crop mm-hmm. and only right. one type of mm-hmm. that crop. And if something were to happen, if there were a blight or some kind of fungus and it affected that crop, everything would be lost, mm-hmm. would it not? Right. But if you have a diversity in your, in the way you plant or in the way you organize your way of thinking around your, let's say your uh, potato famine in Ireland, mm-hmm. right? And you, you have an entire country that has only one type of thing available, then what happens? You don't really have much food left afterwards. Right. If you tie it back to an app environment too. So if you're working with Everybody has that same exact same schooling. Everybody who grew up in the same place has the same um, cultural characteristics. If you all had that same perspective, you're not likely to get as good of a product Mm -hmm. to build. You're not going to build as good of a product if you have people that have diverse ideas and ways of thinking. So going to your ketchup example again, if everybody's looking in the fridge, you have 10 people on your team and everybody's looking in the fridge, you're missing that whole other cabinet full of items that... Mm -hmm would otherwise be overlooked. And maybe the cabinet is really where you need to be for that particular product. And so I like really like that example. Another benefit of having diverse teams is, so if you have women on your team versus having strictly a team of men, women tend, and studies will show this, is that women tend to have higher social sensitivity, not 100% of the time by any means. But if you have more women on your team, you are more likely to learn from feedback or collect feedback in the first place and have a closer relation to your customer because of that sensitivity factor. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think not just women, let's just say people who are left-handed. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there an instance with, I don't remember if it was an iPhone or an Android, and the way the video was set up, it was all right-handers working on the app. And, and the video was upside down, and they couldn't figure out why <laughs> people kept doing that. And it was because they did not have anybody to say, yo, there's left-handed people out there too. Right. You're not thinking about it. So there's a lot of different things to think through with a diverse group of people who mm-hmm. can really help problem solve. What are some other benefits of having diverse teams? Yeah, so we talked about um, having a, a more complete data set. Um, I know, Stacey, you spoke to, you spoke earlier about companies that celebrate diversity or have diverse teams end up doing better financially. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to 
help people feel like they want to stick around. So helping employee retention too. So it's not only having diverse teams, but having inclusive and diverse teams um, that help people feel valued at work, um, which can increase, you know, the the joy and satisfaction and, and engagement that we see at work. Some studies show that um, being an only based on whatever I, I identity is is an only makes you feel really lonely makes you feel less likely to participate but if that diversity is celebrated you're much more likely to feel that psychological safety to contribute and say oh yeah i have a really great idea and i know that it's going to be received well because the folks on my team really appreciate who i am as a person um so you know it's it's not only you know hard financial numbers or great ideas it's also keeping really wonderful people really skilled and talented people with us retention is really important mm-hmm. hiring diverse talent that we retain so i agree with you 100% mm-hmm. yep and on top of so retaining we also have a wider recruitment network with that so mm-hmm. if you have diverse people then they have a more diverse recruitment environment or some of our best hires are referrals and if you have a larger referral network you're going to have better referrals yep i saw a stat here that there was a glassdoor survey that um 67% of job seekers said a diverse workforce is important when considering job offers which i was kind of surprised about that um, yeah I think I think it's really important to highlight that people are looking for diverse and inclusive organizations because that helps us in trying to figure out how do we how do we attract those folks who are really skilled and really talented and and who really care about the work that they do and come and and bring them on board here. You know, that's that's something that I have looked for in places that I've worked before. I've worked in a lot of male-dominated industries. Mm-hmm. So I worked in construction software before this. Oh, yeah. Not a whole lot of ladies. <laughs> um, not not a whole lot of people of color either. So it's it, it's important. I find it to be important to me to make sure that wherever I go, my identity is going to be celebrated and people whose identities are not mine are mm-hmm. also celebrated. And, and to bring up um, the point that you made earlier too, Denise, intersectionality is a, is a really big deal because the experiences that I have as a woman don't necessarily reflect other women's experiences because they have different identities that also impact their womanness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, Stacey, the fact that you raise networks and recruiting and referrals. Our associations are so committed to really focusing in on diversity, mm-hmm. that we do have a new position that's been filled. Uh, Pernell Tony is our talent acquisition manager on the HR team, and he is working on a very specific strategic plan around recruitment. And And I'll be really excited to hear more about it as he gets his, his feet on the ground here. So I know it's new, but are there, can you share any insights as to what he's been working on or the direction he's like, he'd like to go that you know about? You know, I think right now he's exploring okay. and he's doing a lot of listening to see what we've been, what we've been doing and then also bringing in some fresh and new ideas. So it's, he's really new. He hasn't even been here a month yet. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Shout out to Pernell. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. Hey, Pernell, Tony. <laughs> well, I think discretionary effort too. I think that when people feel, they're on a team and they can show up as they are, who they are. They put in just that little bit extra mm-hmm. oomph that you couldn't really ask for if if you didn't have that kind of environment. So retainment and discretionary effort are really big. And, and they do affect our bottom line. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that makes perfect sense. If I'm here and I don't feel respected, I'm or I'm just here and I'm just going to do the bare minimum because I still want to get my paycheck versus doing the extra that extra step because I truly feel included and valued and appreciated, that absolutely is going to affect the bottom line. It's a great point. Yeah. yeah. And we but, do that on the entire employee journey. I mean, from the moment that an employee comes into our building and is a new, you know, their first day, I think there's this very intentional way of welcoming people and bringing them along and showing them with their behaviors that this is this is a place for them. Denise, you mentioned discretionary effort. The HR literature calls it organizational citizenship behaviors, which I think is just a really lovely way to to show that you are like a citizen of this group, like this greater community mm-hmm. is is who you're you're going the extra mile for. Yeah, like you're not a renter, mm-hmm. you're not a squatter. Yep. You are right. a homeowner. Yes. <laughs> your, I love yeah, love that. I was talking to somebody about doing this podcast and I mentioned to him that the topic was about diversity in the workplace and what the benefits are. And he had said to me that he thought that diversity in the workplace is fine, but he doesn't agree with diversity for the sake of diversity. What would you say to that? Yeah, I would say the first thing that comes to mind are those pamphlets that you see that try to say, oh, yes, we do have a diverse workforce. Um, and it's, you know, those, the paid actors, mm-hmm. um, where your workforce doesn't necessarily look like that. But I think the real heart of where diversity shine is, is where you have that inclusion, because throwing a whole bunch of people together, regardless of, of their backgrounds, doesn't necessarily work. It's like throwing sure. a whole bunch of dry ingredients in and then hoping that a cake shows up. Like it's it's what Denise was talking about earlier, that active, inclusive behavior of trying to to show that not only do we want you here because we value you as a person, but we value all of the skills and all of the experiences that you bring along with you. We value you and not just, oh, you are a, you know, a token whatever hire. And I think that our organization is such that we will always hire the very best candidate Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're the best qualified. But what we would like is a greater pool of applicants to choose from and and a wider array of qualified applicants to interview. And so I think your question around, do we just hire diversity for diversity's sake? Sure. Because yeah. it sounded like that was the underlying yeah. question. It, right. Is is are we doing this just to look good? Or are we doing this to serve our customers? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer really is that we really want to serve our customers and we really want the most qualified candidate. And are our most qualified candidates even knowing that this is a possibility for right. them to work here? And so we need greater outreach. We need wider networks for recruitment and for referrals. And to think through who is it that I'm sharing this this wonderful job opportunity with, who is in my network, who may be a great value add, who may not be your traditional candidate. It's important to put in that extra effort to find those diverse candidates because talent is pervasive throughout diverse identities, but opportunity is not. Correct. So, yeah. So I think that's a really good segue, actually, mm-hmm. um, into what we're currently doing at Farm Credit Services America to encourage diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So I did mention uh, just a few minutes ago that we have added the position of a talent acquisition specialist, but there's so many different things that we do here that not everybody is aware of. 
we have gender neutral job descriptions. We had a study that HR did on our job descriptions to make sure that when we are posting positions, that we're not having any kind of bias in the way it's worded. We have pay equity. Our positions are very fairly paid and compensated for. We have domestic partner benefits. That's so cool. I know. And dependent benefits for domestic partners. And that's including our medical, dental, vision, and life insurance, which I think is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. We have workplace flexibility for people who are at different points in their life. You may have people who have young children or aging parents, and they need some space to be able to take care of that balance between work and home. We have employee resource groups. In fact, we used to just have two, one that was for the advancement of women and one for the advancement of young professionals. And just recently, we, um, we've announced that we have two more. We have one that will be working on initiatives around veterans and military. And the other one is LGBTQIA+, which will really help our organization get a better handle on accurate, respectful language and educational components. So I think that's amazing that we have employee really resource groups. Yeah, 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 that's really cool stuff. We do such things, and I'll just list a few more off. I feel like I'm hogging the mic no, here, no, but we have community involvement. And if you think about the exposure we get when we're doing a community involvement, there really is a lens of diversity and inclusion, getting to know our communities and our communities getting to know us, our innovation, even our recognition programs. There's just so many different opportunities here around an inclusive and diverse environment. So... They're all things I was aware of, but just hearing that back to back, it's like, wow, Farm Credit Service America really, like, they really care about their employees. Like, mm-hmm. it's truly, there is a real effort to make sure that that it's not just the obvious boxes that are checked. It is very intentional. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even mention all of them. Right. Yeah. I had an experience once where I told someone that I worked for FCS America Frontier, and he goes, oh, they are so progressive. Like, they have um, domestic partnership benefits. And I was like how do you know this? Like it, yeah. the word gets out and, cool. and good word travels quickly. Yeah. Cause even our parental leave mm-hmm. takes into account all different types of families mm-hmm. who may need parental leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully everybody's aware of that. So that policy is pretty new. Just actually just started this month, right? Yeah, Six weeks just, of, of paid leave, right? Yep, absolutely. And that's for single parents, same sex couples. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really for anyone who's in that point in their life where they're bringing a baby and or a child growing a family yeah I know I, i'm past that point now but God, that would have made such a big difference in my mm-hmm. livelihood at the point that i was having babies i had it that was a huge struggle financially at that point and it's so wonderful that that's being recognized that it, it's um a really important thing to value absolutely and and our our employee resource group team catalyst really did have a, a you know big impact in our in our human resource department too. Really worked hard to make sure that our employees got that benefit. Because mm-hmm. that that's going back to an earlier point speaks to the retention piece. So sometimes when women or, or other folks growing their family can't take that leave, we lose them from the workforce. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't only be losing them from FCS America Frontier. We could be losing them from the workforce entirely and and we were we would lose that experience and we would lose all of the wonderful skills that they have grown over time and so giving that benefit shows a dedication to diversity and inclusion and in, in making sure that we can keep the best people 
how would you feel like we're doing with inclusivity here? Well, I can tell you from a numbers perspective, but I would I would push the question back on you after mm-hmm. I give you just a couple of numbers yeah. because it really is your experience here that answers it way better. One way that we do look at it, and of course it's just one way, there's many ways we look at it. We have an annual voices survey, an engagement survey that we do, and there are three questions that we monitor over time. One of them is that my team values diverse perspectives and opinions. Currently, we have a 77% favorability on that question. So our employees are saying they agree or strongly agree that we value diverse perspectives on on their respective Mm -hmm. teams. Another item that we look at is I feel accepted by my teammates. And that one's actually pretty high, 88% of people on teams feel accepted by their teammates. So they have those close relationships, I think, within their teams. And then the last one is, I feel respected for who I am. And that's also really high. It's 84%. And those have been pretty steady over time. And we just kind of follow those. Yeah, so it sounds like then there's somewhere between 10 to 20% or so of people that are kind of at risk as to whether or not they're going to, if they're truly engaged in, um, into their workplace. And so it sounds like potentially have areas for improvement there. Those definitely areas yeah. for improvement. But if you were to look at the benchmarks, most of those items would be at about 50% in oh, okay. other organizations. Well, yeah. So I would say we're, Wonderful, we're pretty though. significantly mm-hmm. um, along as far as our numbers. Are, we're doing really well. I think there's always room for improvement mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. But you have to understand that some of these answers may not be agree or strongly agree. They may be somewhat agree. Okay. And they may be somewhat so like a disagree. Neutral area. A more neutral okay. area. And then there's very few people who, who disagree or strongly disagree okay. with okay. those. So, yeah. But in terms of how are we doing, that's the question I turn back to both of you. Yeah. How are we doing? Yeah. I, I want to extend gratitude to um, you and Anne for running the Building Connections course that I was lucky enough to take when I was a, a, a new employee. It gave me a new set of tools to use to help others feel included. So I thought I was doing a pretty great job, but I, I think that class taught me that it is an active process mm-hmm. and that sitting back and not doing anything is it's almost as bad as being actively negative towards someone. Mm. Um, it's it's celebrating others. So I feel like the training that we do to make sure that others feel included, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate that others in the class went through that with me. I absolutely agree that the ODL classes make a world of a difference and that it's not just about like get better at sales or learn SQL or it's actually about personal growth too. Outside of ODL, I think that we have a really great leadership team here and that the leaders that I've I've personally dealt with have all been very conscious of making sure that people are included and are respected and appreciated. My leader especially is wonderful at that. Mm-hmm. I think there's actually some leadership training within that too, right, that the leaders go through. One of the ongoing initiatives that we have for leaders, of course, is there's there's a lot of leadership training. We have a position completely to get dedicated to our leaders' development. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's actually going on in the building. That's funny you bring it up. So Decision Mojo is a, is a class that all new leaders go through, and it helps really mitigate 
unconscious bias and decision making. And I believe it's an eight hour class completely dedicated to uncovering bias and mitigating it. And I think that really helps because that's, that's where you really need it is, is, is mitigating bias through our actions and decisions and where it shows up and having a common vocabulary where leaders are able to speak to that and call each other out on that. That's really so, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important to talk about because, you know, our brain uses heuristics and biases to help make us help us make decisions more quickly. So like, I don't have to evaluate every single time. Is this a chair? Can I sit in this chair? Right. Like my brain just yeah. does that categorization. That's your fast brain. Okay. Yeah. Sure, your fast yep. brain makes those quick decisions yep. that may not always be completely accurate, but they're very efficient. Yep. And then they also have the, the slow processes, mm-hmm. which are extremely accurate. And so we can't make slow decisions about everything that we do. Right. Otherwise, we'd be immobilized. Yeah, you'd burn up all your cognitive energy. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you would be exhausted in the first 30 minutes of your day I might be no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it but it's it's paying attention to those biases that we have and and understanding when they don't serve others well and I would think in in tech and app dev that's the decisions that everybody is making down there I would imagine that that'd be important to know down there as well right yeah, it to, affects the entire organization yeah yeah for sure I think one of the, the most amazing things about being here is this true commitment to creating a culture where everyone belongs and that it's in every employee experience. And whether it's during trainings, in meetings, in one-on-one interactions, even the way we do performance evaluation through check-ins mm-hmm. and grow one-on-ones, through our recognition programs, through having engagement surveys, it is part of our culture and is so intentional. And I don't know, I think because I work in organizational development and learning, I get to see it firsthand. And I know the philosophy and the thought and the, and the heart that goes into this very intentional actions that we take here. So it's, it, it really blows me away. I've never seen an organization that really focused so much on this. So personally, I'm really excited to see what comes with these two new employee resource groups. Yeah. It's an area of inclusion that is very progressive, and I think that the organization stands to learn a lot from both of these groups. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about the employee resource groups, too, because we have wonderful folks that we get to work with as teammates who identify as LGBTQIA+, or one of those identities, um, and veterans. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's important to to call that out and recognize and say, you know, we, we have folks with these identities um, who we're lucky enough to be teammates with, but how do we do more for them? I'm excited for what these groups are going to, are going to come up with. And then I'm again, shout out to Pernell Tony um, because we, we can do more in the area of trying to recruit diverse folks. So I'm not sure what the actual statistic is of women that work in app dev, but I would love to see more women in AppDev. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think Omaha has a goal. Mm-hmm. The chamber was at ICANN yesterday, and they want to recruit more than 10,000 people into IT in the city of Omaha in the next year. I'm not sure if wow. that's accurate. I think five years. Oh, five yeah. years. Yeah, because I was like, well, that'd be a lovely yeah. influx. Yeah. I know. I can't remember the stats. I'm not a numbers person, but yeah, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. 
one of the things I've personally been doing to make others feel more included is just watch the language that I use. So sometimes we have different words that we use that can be offensive and and we don't know it. Mm. So what I've personally been trying to do to be more inclusive is is watch the language that I use in in all different areas. Yeah. It's funny that you say that you focus in on words. I've recently put up a word wall next to my desk so that I have accurate, respectful language that when I get a lot of questions because of my line of work, I'm able to say, if you ever do have questions or you think there needs to be more words on my wall, someone says, what does it mean to be an ally? What is gender identity versus gender expression versus sex assigned at birth? Mm -hmm. Come over to my desk. You'll see it on my wall. It's so cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. This was a great discussion. I really really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a topic that I'm really passionate about. Thank you. Thank you.